thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello there, how are you going? Welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. And today we are talking about being healthy at work and in particular shift work and how that impacts not only the obvious things like sleep, but also our mental health. I have the amazing Audra who created the website healthy shift workers. And the website is all about keeping shift workers healthy. So welcome, Audra. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. So let us know, how did you come to develop this really helpful service for shift workers and helping them become healthy or healthier despite their pretty tough work hours? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Look, I've um, spent well over 20 years working in the airline industry. That's my background in aviation. I've worked for about three different airlines and during that time period. And for that entire duration, it actually has been in a shift work environment. So I might start anything from starting at 3.30 in the morning, uh, which is pretty ruthless, to um, finishing maybe at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Um, or I might have even started at 8.30 at night and finished at 4.30 in the morning. So I really do have a very good appreciation of what it's like to work irregular hours and a lot of the physical, psychological, emotional and mental struggles that go with working irregular hours. And, yeah, so I just wanted to share um, my own journey and, and help others along the way. Okay, so... You've been in the industry 20 years. That's a long time. So was that all shift work during that time? Uh, yes, predominantly um, bar the last two to three years when I was working as a trainer um, for my previous employer. And um, during that time frame, actually, I wasn't working shift work, which was a strange concept. Uh, I was actually working Monday to Friday um, starting at seven and finishing at three in the afternoon, which was really weird, I have to say, because, you know, getting up at the same time and going to bed at the same time of a night was very strange. And actually having weekends off, it was, it was bizarre because I'm used to having a life of no routine. And, um, yes, yeah, so it was actually quite strange. <laughs> so. Um, I actually have a bit of a history of shift work myself. It was a long time ago. I actually worked um, with children with autism um, and some of the shifts were really long and often overnight and often the children wouldn't sleep through. So back then, and this is a long time ago, it would sometimes be 12-hour or 18-hour shifts, which, of course, I don't think you're able to do these days. Um, but, I, I, you know, I remember just that intense fatigue that would happen. And this was only on weekends because it was a respite service except for school holidays. But that intense fatigue. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Th those 20 years? What, what was it like to be a shift worker through that time? Like how did you how did you go grocery shopping? How did you socialize? What was happening for you during that time? 
Yeah, look, you made a good point, Carrie, because the number one struggle that we definitely have is that fatigue, that overwhelming uh, feeling of just being in a constant fog um, because of, you know, severe ongoing sleep deprivation. And it's just relentless. And we we pretty much live in um, a state of fatigue and you kind of get used to it to a certain degree, I suppose. Um, but we just, you know, you just try and manage it the best way you can. And um, it can be, it can certainly um, be pretty hard. It, it certainly requires being organised and um, just just juggling at, just juggling your life and, and just trying to do the best that you possibly can. So what about your um, mental health, for want of a better word? So excluding all kind of diagnosis, I guess, like that you weren't depressed or anxious in that time. So you're a fairly healthy, normal person doing your shift work. Tell us what what, what were the impacts on your mental health that chronic shift work had on you? Yeah, look, when, when I first started, it was, you know, great. I was, you know, feeling pretty good with the whole thing. I loved my job at the time, um, you know, because I love working with people. I love working in the airline industry. I just absolutely loved it. But there came a time, probably about seven or eight years ago, when our work environment did change and there was a lot going on. And by our very nature, human beings don't like change. So that put... um a lot of stress and anxiety on myself, um, but also on my fellow colleagues at work. And this ongoing change sort of transpired over a period of about eight months. And there was just this relentless stress, I guess, from all of these changes. And if you couple that with sleep deprivation, uh, it's 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 going to affect your mental health. It, it absolutely is. And, and I remember... Uh, gosh, it was one of those epitome moments at work and we were just in this really highly stressful situation. We had hundreds of people standing in front of us um, and I remember looking around across at a workmate of mine who I absolutely adored. He was one of my supervisors and he was the most beautiful person. He was one of those unflappable people that would do anything for you, always so helpful. But I was looking at him and he just... He just wasn't the person that I knew he was. He was behaving in a way that was very unlike him. He was doing and saying things that um, it just wasn't him. And I could also feel it and see it in myself. And I just, I just knew that there was, I was going to have to start doing something differently in order to get through this really stressful time um, at work. And and also too, it was was quite upsetting because I know. I know at, at um, a lot of my work colleagues were actually um, talking amongst ourselves and, you know, saying that they were, you know, taking all these anti-anxiety medications, antidepressants and all these sorts of things. And I just thought, wow, my gosh, has it really got to this point where even though there's all this external stuff happening, do we, you know, do we have to sort of reach for this, I guess, pills to help us get through this and and you know obviously it has that flow-on effect um, in our own home life as well when we get home we're sort of short and snappy with each other I mean I've 
I've been married to a shift worker, so we kind of have a double double whammy of, of what it's like. Um, and it's really when you when you are fatigued and when you're stressed, you just say and do things that you don't normally do. And um, yeah, so it was it was a real epitome for, a moment for me. And that's when I decided that you know, Audrey, you're going to have to start doing things differently. Wow, that sounds like it was really tough. So, gosh, lots of sleep deprivation, lots of change at work, and that came together. It sounds like a really perfect storm to leave everybody, not just you, but all of your coworkers were all feeling this incredible burden of, you know, how do we survive this and how do we come out from under all this change and all this um, demand on our mind and on our body. Gosh, it sounds like a really tough time. So what did you do? Um, yeah, look, a, a few different things happened. Um, one thing is I, I knew that I was going to have to start changing how I looked at things, also to um, uh, willing to accept what I couldn't change and change what I could. I mean, I had no control over what was happening in my workplace um, with, with what was going on. So I had to stop focusing my energy on it. And it's really, really easy to get sucked into all the negativity at work and the toxic environment. So I knew I was just going to have to start somehow sort of disconnecting myself from it. Um, and this might sound really, really strange to some people, but I actually started um, coming into work imagining myself in this bubble, like it was this physical barrier just to protect myself um, from what was going on around me. And so I could just come into work and concentrate on what I was doing. And, you know, that was just, um, you know, engaging with um, my customers, you know, doing, you know, just getting on and doing my job. And, and that really did help shift my thinking um, into the, the good things that I really enjoyed about work. Um, also, my beautiful sister for Christmas, um, she gave me this great book by Jack Canfield and it's called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And I hardly got past the first chapter actually, be, to be honest, and that was the first chapter he said, take 100% responsibility for your life. And that was like this huge sort of slap in your face as a bit of a wake-up call to go, right, okay, so it's not, it's not you know, uh, my employer's fault that I'm going through all of this. It's, you know, it's, it's, I've just got to find a way of getting through it. And I had to, um, I guess, just look at things completely differently in order for me to, to find a way to navigate through it. And in this chapter, he has this little formula and it's called E plus R equals O. So, um, event plus response equals an outcome. So I knew I was going to have to start changing my outcomes. Um, so if I, sorry, if I wanted to ch start um, changing the outcomes, I was going to have to start changing my response to the events that were happening in my workplace. Uh, so yeah, there was just this ongoing journey of doing that. And, and I also looked a little bit at um, intercognitive behavioural therapy as well. Someone gave me a flyer on that. I didn't really know much what it was about. Uh, I did try to go to a few workshops actually, but, you know, shift work environment, hardly get the weekends off. You know, I just, I, I actually didn't end up getting to one. So I started to do my own research on it and started to read up on it and um, find out what it was all about. And, you know, that's obviously about changing your thinking and that, that was a powerful thing for me as well. 
That's amazing. That's really, and I think that is what you say. It is really hard. It's really hard to get our head around taking responsibility for being ourselves because there is often quite a lot of external forces at play, whether it's an employer or a stressful workplace, um, a relationship, uh, finances. There can be so many outward stresses coming in. And, you know, it's not always about wishing things were different. It's about working with what you do have to try and get closer to where you want to be. So that that formula is really interesting because, as you said, sometimes how we react to things coming in can be really powerful for what outcome we're aiming for. And in some of the workshops that I run, I do talk to people about managing their reactivity Um, And also some of the workshops I do with health coaches and personal trainers about the reactivity in their clients and how how to manage that so you're actually getting better adherence with your clients and also helping them motivate themselves. Because as you said, it's about us um, thinking differently and behaving differently. It's not always just about what you think. And some people might have heard me use um, the analogy or, or talk about Oprah when she says that you know better, that you do better. And I struggle with that because I think there's a huge difference, a huge gap between knowing better and the doing part. And that's where people like me come in and and um, help train people on how to get their, their clients to do the do part. So having all the mantras in the world sometimes isn't enough. It's about how how do we then take those steps? So it sounds like you took some really valuable steps for yourself, but not only that, you have such a generous soul that you're actually starting to share some of these amazing concepts with others. So tell us about Healthy Shift Workers. Yeah, so um, I'm starting on a a new journey, I guess. I actually um, am no longer working shift work. I was so fortunate to actually get a redundancy late last year. And one of my many passions, I have three passions. One of my passions um, obviously is on shift work health. Um, It's also in training. I love training. I I just think it's, um, you know, I like to love helping people. But I have a passion for nutrition and it's always um, been in the back of my mind. I've been studying part-time while I was at work, um, but I've decided to go full-time and complete a nutritional medicine degree um, because I really want to learn the insides, in and outs of, of nutrition and how I can actually apply that specifically for shift workers because we are definitely our own worst enemy uh, when it comes to um, eating well. Um, we are notorious for eating all the wrong foods, processed foods, fast foods, anything that's you know quick um, isn't necessarily healthy at all. And, you know, a lot of the research that they have out there is that we are so prone um, to chronic disease when we work shift work, things like um, heart attacks, um, breast cancer, cognitive decline, obesity, diabetes, gastrointestinal disorders, uh, and even obviously developing um, depression. You know, we are, we are very much prone to these things when we work irregular hours. But I'm also a big believer in the fact that, you know, these studies might point us in the direction that, you know, we're highly likely to develop them doesn't necessarily mean that we will. And I'm all about prevention. And I, that's a little bit about, um, like epigenetics, a study of epigenetics where, 
we might be genetically predisposed to um, developing an illness, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to. And that's because a lot of, um, you know, our lifestyle things, you know, can actually trigger us and enhance our susceptibility to developing these things. So I would like to, um, I guess, help shift workers realise that, yes, you are susceptible to developing a lot of illnesses. Um, what can we do now to stop you from heading down that path to, to keep you out of hospital and to keep, you know, stop you from, from developing you know, one of these illnesses because um, you know, we, we are in this constant fog. We are so sleep deprived. We are so tired. It just makes us so more susceptible to not look after ourselves. And, and I really think that um, because we, uh, we are in this constant sleep deprivation, um, we're just at a point of uh, physical, psychological and emotional exhaustion that we just we don't look after ourselves. So we've just got to, it's a matter of making that decision and, and taking responsibility for our health and, and doing what we can to, um, yeah, prevent us from getting sick. My sister's a nurse and she works in the hospital. So um, I, she's also a shift worker, obviously, and um, I'm terrified of hospitals. I want to keep people out of them. So, yeah. So it sounds like you're really connected, not only in your own experiences, but still very connected to the shift working community and so passionate about it. That's awesome. So what can people find when they go to Healthy Shift Workers website? What kind of information is on the site? Yeah, um, you. I, over the years, I've actually just written quite a few articles. So um, if people go to my website, it's uh, called healthyshiftworker.com. They'll see that I've actually written quite a few articles over the years. Um, if you're um, wanting to sign up for my newsletter, people can go and sign up there as well. And I'll usually send out, you know, weekly, then fortnightly, just little little tips. Some of them are short and some of them might go into in more depth. But again, it's just showing my, sharing my own personal journey. Um, a, a few years ago, I actually um, put a little YouTube video up uh, asking people, you know, what is it that you're struggling with shift work? You know, how can I help you? And I just have all this, this massive database of, of um, you know, responses from people, all different types of struggles, so many different ones. But the big, big one is fatigue, um, without a doubt. Uh, and that is one area that is hard to overcome. Again, I, I like to focus on all of the things that we, we can change and, and not on what we can't. Um, so we know we're not always going to have those nice, you know, lovely eight hours rest that our nine to five cousins, you know, are lucky enough to get. But, you know, we've just got to work with the best, the way, you know, the best way we can. That's great. It sounds like a very helpful resource. So, um, there's a couple of questions that I ask all my guests, Audra. So I'm wondering if you can share some information with us. So, you did mention before that you got a lot of data from your um, little video. That was awesome idea. That's very clever. Um, so what have you learned about people, other people, through your website development and doing the Healthy Shift Worker um, program that, that you're developing? What have you learned about people, perhaps their resolve or their willingness to change or what have you learned about people? Um, yeah, look, 
I guess that um, it, it, you know, it, it really is tough working 24-7 and I just want everyone to know that you're not alone. Um, there's so many of us out there that are struggling, have struggled. Um, it, it is, it's really, really tough. And and also, too, um, things are not always they appear to be. You might have colleagues um, that look like they've got it all together and they look like they're coping really well, but it it actually may not be the case. And, you know, for that very reason, um, I think, you know, if anyone's out there that is a shift worker, um, knows a shift worker, has family that's a shift worker, you know, give them a hug. You know, we, we really do need, um, you know, we need that support and, and just something like a little hug. You know, I think I'd like to develop a um, national hug a shift worker day. <laughs> because, be yeah, because, you know, we really, really do need it. And it's just knowing that you've got that support around you. Um, you know, and, and something else too that I've, you know, I've learned over the years, um, because we spend so much time together as shift workers, you know, a lot of the time our colleagues become our family and we spend Christmas days together. We spend, you know, all these public holidays, Easter, weekends, you know, when a lot of people are out doing family stuff, you know, we're at work, um, you know, keeping the keeping the, the, the country humming along, I suppose, um, for, for a matter of words. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's about just looking after ourselves. And there are so many of us. I think um, the last statistics, um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, was that there was like 1.4 million of us or 16% of the Australian population that are working shift work in some way, shape or form. So that is a lot of the population um, that is, working outside those normal, you know, regular working hours. That is a very big shift working community. There are quite a lot of um, industries out there that do require a lot of manpower and manpower 24-7. So so thank you, shift workers, if you're listening, for keeping Australia humming, as Audra said. Um, so what about you, Audra? What have you learned about yourself through this process of stepping outside of shift work for a moment and looking back in and providing the amazing service that you do to help shift workers become healthy? What have you learned about yourself? Um, yeah, I guess that on this whole journey that, you know, I need to take care of myself too. Um, you know, I, um, you know, and for all of us, you know, whether it's being a daughter, someone's daughter, someone's wife, someone's mother, um, you know, in order to carry out that role, whatever that role is for you, um, you know, we have to look after ourselves and that's something that, um, I kind of realized that I had to start doing and you know at the end of the day you know we've only got one life and one chance to do something with it so you know just go out and do it. Okay so what do you do what do you actually do day to day or weekly what are the rituals that you do now that keep you grounded and focused and balanced? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yoga. I don't do it daily. I'd like to do it daily, but <laughs> it's not a daily thing that I do, but I go to, uh, you know, a class a couple of times a week and then I'll, I might do a couple of, um, you know, routines at home. And my beautiful sister-in-law put me onto yoga, actually, who has since become an instructor. And I really went to yoga just to sort of improve my flexibility, but I had no idea that it was going to have such a powerful impact on my mental 
uh, health and well-being because we, uh, you know, as shift workers, we're, we're constantly wired. We're, we're like a high-voltage light bulb that just doesn't turn off. Um, we're always thinking all the time. So yoga is a great way to help calm the mind, help to stop that mental clutter that's c- continually going through our heads 24-7. You sort of um, forces you just to stop. Um, and, yeah, so I've um, really helped um, – sorry – got a lot of benefit from yoga it's really helped to switch off my brain which you know needs needs to happen because when we work shift work our poor brains are just not never getting the rest and um, restorative action that they should be Um, so I think we need it even more. That's great Audra so I think that um, you did mention your website before could you just give us the full roundup of how shift workers can find your fabulous informative sites? Uh, yeah, my website is actually uh, just healthyshiftworker.com. So you can go on there for you to find a few of the articles that I have actually written over the years. Um, you can also go onto that website and sign up for my newsletter. Uh, I do have a Facebook page as well, um, which is also called Healthy Shift Workers. So I'm pretty easy to find. That's excellent. Well, that was so informative, Audra. I'm sure there are lots of shift workers out there feeling like they're in really good company, that they're not alone in this really arduous and fatiguing um, work role that they have despite their employer or whether there's three of them or 3,000 of them, that they're not alone, that there are other shift workers out there that can identify with that pain of of struggling with the fatigue and the disruption to their lifestyle. But it sounds like you've heard them and you've really listened to what their pain is and you've been able to develop some really informative articles and strategies for them to go and visit. But just like anything, it's about how much they're willing to to do that work, that obviously bringing yoga into your day or your week is a bit tricky, but the payoff for doing that um, sounds like it's been really beneficial for you in terms of your sense of well-being. So thank you for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realise your potential. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.